It's because of your giving. It's because of your giving. It's because of your giving. Your giving. Your giving. That our soup kitchen was able to serve over 5,000 meals to our hungry and homeless neighbors. We're able to create over 20,000 amazing meals a year. We're able to provide a weekly student ministry environment. We get to create hands-on experiences for over 1,000 preschoolers every weekend across all of our campuses. The IT department is able to provide a quick and secure check-in process. It's because of your giving that we've been able to launch our sixth campus in Land Lakes, reaching children and families. Guys, it's been awesome. The Global Missions team has been able to help meet the physical and spiritual needs of people truly all over the world. Thousands of children and families every week in the zone are growing closer to God and each other. We're able to transform young lives in our community through caring relationships, so... Thank, thank you. you! Thank you. 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 We recognize there's a lot of things you can do with your money but we're glad that you choose to give to the vision of Grace Family Church. With over six locations and online, we're reaching over 11,000 people every weekend. But more importantly than that, there's life change happening in families all over Tampa Bay because you choose to partner with us. Thank you. Because of your giving, we were able to launch our Land Lakes campus back in September who are reaching 2,700 people every weekend. A thousand of those are new families. Thank you so much for all that you do to help Grace Family Church reach our community. Yeah. Thank you, man. Can I say thank you once again? I appreciate it. Man, again, we can't do what we do without your generosity to reach Tampa Bay uh, and the world. Now, I kind of want to talk. This looks like an annual, everyone got your little insert. This is our annual business meeting. So if you're here for the first time, hang in there. You're going to hear a lot of great things about what God is doing in and through Grace Family Church. You're going to hear some statistics and some numbers, but more than that, you're going to hear the vision uh, and the heart of, of what we're doing. But, you know, we've been, this is the fourth week of the series, and in the first three weeks, uh, when we talked about money, we talked about money management and trusting God and putting God first. And Matt talked about that God can do more with it than we can. He can multiply. And, and there's so many great truths. We hope you go back and, and, and listen to those because there's some great Principles help you understand God wants you to have peace when it comes to money. He wants you to have less stress. And, and, and that was our goal for the first three weeks. Now, our goal for today is to help you understand what happens. Where does it all go? Like we kind of laugh about it. Where is it all going? Is it all going to me in some offshore account, uh, to some Swiss bank, and I have a helicopter? And a, where is it really going, right? We're going to talk a little bit. Uh, about that uh, regarding uh, money. But here we're in the fourth week of our, this is the, actually, this is the final week. Come on, everyone, final week. That is the first time some of you clapped on every campus for, during this series. But uh, it is the final week, and we're excited about what God's going to do in and through uh, this series. But let's, if I can, I'm going to give you a, a brief picture of, of where the money goes. You can take this home with you, kind of gives you some just big picture of, of what's going on. And I, I can tell you, I don't think we realize um, how much it costs to do ministry. I, it just, maybe we need to be more educated on it. It's almost like, you ever have a plumber come and he works for a couple hours at your house and, and then you see the invoice, you're like, man, I had no idea, right? I mean, it costs this much. And when you're sure enough, you look at the invoice, the, the labor and the parts, you go, man, that just... You know, and I'm not picking on just a plumber, an electrician out there, whoever it is, but we just underestimate 
what it costs to get things done. And I think it's the same way. I think it can be the same way uh, in a church, and, and I hope we can uh, help you understand more clearly. Now, but I would like to address a mentality just for a moment if I can. Um, I know that some people would think that maybe the church only wants my money. That's the mentality that they have. But you ever think about that when we go to the grocery store, you go to Publix, you don't go into Publix going, they want my money. No, you go to Publix because you know you need food. You, need, you know they have something that's going to provide something for you, right? It's going to give you the nutrition that you need so you can sustain your life. So we never go into Publix thinking that way. We know that I'm going to get something for my money. And it's like maybe you go to a, a car dealership and you, you don't go in there thinking, you're thinking I have a need. And so I'm going to exchange money for a need that I have and, and a service that they provide. That's how we think. We go to the mall because we have a need. We're thinking, I need some clothes. We're not thinking they're after my money. No, I, I need something in exchange. And, and it's funny, I, I guess the question I want to ask before we go any further, um, I believe that we are here because we need God. I believe that we, we all need spiritual uh, help in our lives. We need uh, spiritual training uh, for our children. We need to know God's way to make the right decisions in our lives. We, we know that there are there's things we need encouragement. We need a worship experience like you just had to lift us maybe out of our despair. I mean, how many of you need hope? We need hope. And, and, and so we as a church try to provide that. So the question I think I have is this. Is the church providing something you need? Now, if you believe that, then it changes the whole game. Because we believe that we, we do. Uh, but I want to share some highlights with you regarding uh, the ministries at Grace Family Church. I just want to start with one that I love, and, and maybe you, you're aware of it. It's our zone ministry. Our zone is for our first through uh, fifth graders. And the first through fifth graders, every weekend on six campuses, we have 11 Come on, everyone say it. Every campus, 1,100. First through fifth graders. That's crazy. But the zone ministry that we do, what I love about it, it it's creative, and they do a zone children's service like you will not see anywhere in the country. I'm telling you. Um, we have churches that come to see what we do with our children. In fact, the motto of Grace Family is kids drag their parents to church. It's that great of an experience. That's part of our vision that our kids would have a great experience. And so this experience and, and the environment and all that we have, I, I asked my zone people, figure out what the staffing is and what the production cost and the video and the props and, and all the staff, central and every, what does it take to do our zone children's ministry on a weekly basis? Does anyone want to guess? Just guess a dollar amount. Anybody want to guess? A thousand, thousand. How many want to guess? Anybody want to guess a little higher? Twelve thousand a week. It costs to do what we do because we want to do it at a level of excellence. Our our zone production, the actual zone video, you're going to see in a minute. This is only a recap, but we do a twelve to fifteen minute zone presentation that goes to every campus. Within that twelve thousand, that's a three thousand dollar item. But when you see it, you're going to understand it because how many of you believe? Kids are worth it. We just believe they're worth it. So I just want you to watch this zone recap. 
Now, just how big is God? That's a pretty big question. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. God broke his life apart so that he could rebuild it and remake it into something even better than before. Jesus gives us the gift of peace. So what does peace look like for you and me, boys and girls? Well, it looks a little bit like me sitting in the middle of Times Square. Even though there's a storm of people around me and so much noise, there's a calmness inside of me, a calmness that only comes from Jesus. It's the truth that sticks and is left for all to see. Stay Very close, close, real, real close, close, to Jesus. Oh. To Jesus. Help me. We'll be right back. Joseph's father's name was Abraham. Jacob. Oh, you can pronounce it Jacob. You have your own light too. So what do you do with your light? Shine your light. Come on, give it up for Zone TV. And our now, now we could cut back costs. You go, that just seems too much. We can go back to, to, to flannel boards and puppets. We can do that. And we can have all those kids come in and we can tell them a story and say, hey, I want to tell you a story in a very monotone voice. And I want to tell you about Noah and the ark. And about halfway through that, you've already fallen asleep. Man, I'm going to tell you something. It's interactive. It's fun. We believe that we can teach kids in a fun way about Jesus Christ. And so we're excited about our, our zone ministry and, and what they do. Um, another thing we know is God's word needs to be presented in a way that they can connect to. We believe that the message of God never changes, that it is sacred. But the methods in which we do it are critically important because we also believe this, that the church must get younger and not older. And there's nothing against us older folks, but the church must get younger and not older. And to do that, we're going to have to pour resources and time and creativity to engage a younger generation. How many believe that? we got to do that, man. And uh, so that's, that's, that's what it's about. Our clubhouse which is the infant uh, through kindergarten. I've been in there many times because I have grandkids in clubhouse. I want to make sure they're behaving, you know, so I go spy on them sometimes. But it's amazing, the ministry of clubhouse. In fact, they reach over 1,000 kids at that age on all six campuses. Think about 1,000 kids every weekend for the first time are hearing uh, that God loves them and he wants to be their friend forever. What a great foundational truth that our kids need to hear. And you know what's neat about what we do? We decided a long time ago, because kids are of great value, that we wanted to put a paid teacher in every classroom. We have volunteers that work with them, but we have a paid teacher because there's several reasons. Uh, one is we want it to be consistent. Uh, we want that, that experience to be consistent. We want it to be a high quality and uh, we want to be able to train, and you can train those that you employ. 
better, right? And so we have clubhouse teachers that are there, and they love your kids. And, and we love it when we see the same teacher. How would you like your kids going to a school and have a different teacher every week? So the, the, it just brings a consistency and a quality uh, to the ministry, and we love our clubhouse and, and what they're doing with kids because, again, uh, that's our vision. I, I can't tell you how many times I, I talk to people and, and I'll say to someone maybe in their late 30s or early 40s, Man, I'm so glad to have you here. And they go, yeah, I haven't been to church in 30-something years. And really go, yeah, my first experience was, and they would tell me when they were like six or seven or eight, it was boring, it was not relevant to their life, it was like torture, and their first impression was a negative one. And see, our goal is the first impression for our kids is going to be one that's exciting and fun and dynamic because we know, we know that when kids grow up, um, the word of God does go into them, and it's an incorruptible seed. But we know sometimes people can wander, right? But they're going to always remember, right, the first experience, that good experience they had of Jesus. And we believe many uh, will come back uh, because of that. Now, I'll share another thing about our teenagers, if I can. Um, our teenagers, we, we reach over 600 teenagers. I know I'm, I'm giving you a lot of numbers, but listen, numbers are important. Because Jesus said, I had 99, I lost one. So numbers matter people matter to God because each number represents a person's life being changed and so we reach 600 teenagers every Wednesday night on six campuses our middle school program uh, on the weekends and, and if your kids aren't in there uh, they should be there's over 400 middle schoolers we reach over a thousand every week of teenagers that we're we're meeting uh, some of those needs and, and I and I say that because I think about the story of the prodigal son how many of you know that story in the Bible? It's about the, the one young man said, you know, I'm leaving my home and my house and, and my dad and, and his way of life. I want to go do what I want to do. And the Bible says he went away for a long time, but one day he came to himself. You know what the Bible tells us? That he returned home. You know what the good thing is? He knew where home was. And I believe that when you establish your children in a church environment where they're hearing the word of God creatively from the time they're an infant through a teenager, even if they try to wander away, listen, they always know where home is. Amen? That's the vision that we have here at Grace Family Church. The summer camp is coming up. You already heard about it. It's just an amazing, incredible uh, uh, time. I've been doing camp for years and years as a youth pastor because we believe camp provides defining moments in the lives of many kids. They make decisions that change their life for the rest of their life. Summer camp is a unique time where they get away and there's an environment where God can really speak to them. So we really he invest heavily in the summer camp. And I'm going to give you a number that's going to shock you. This summer camp this year will cost around $450,000. Now, of course, we don't pay for all that. We have a registration fee. But you understand, just to keep the cost of camp down, we subsidize camp every year at Grace Family Church. Up to $150,000 we subsidize just to get it at a price point that kids can afford. Or we provide uh, camp scholarships for kids and, and different things like that. So, but we believe in camp and we're excited about it. And I will say this, as nice as I know how, parents, get your kids to camp. I mean, they live in your home. You pay the bills. They, live, they don't pay any rent. And this is one of the things where it's not, hey, what do you think? Do you want to go? More, a lot of times if they don't know anybody, they're going to say no. You just say, guess what? I'm giving you a three-day bus ticket to camp. And me and mom are going to go have a great time somewhere, right? So anyway, just a little parenting uh, suggestion. 
uh, there. But he, also we're looking for, and maybe on one of our campuses or even at Van Dyke, we, we pray for sponsorships. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm believing for three $50,000 sponsors for camp that would meet that $150,000 need. So God's speaking to you about that. Uh, please email me and, and they'll get in love for you to help us out with that. Also what's going on, um, our newest campus. Orlando Lakes campus is amazing. Many of you have heard about it. Uh, we launched it 25 weeks ago. And we knew it was a great area for us to be in the Tampa area. We knew that demographically there were a lot of people at the Van Dyke campus that would say, that's closer for me. And we've actually, and not in a bad way, we've unloaded around uh, 1,500 people from our Van Dyke campus have moved to the Orlando Lakes campus. Hey, we love you over there at Orlando Lakes. We have less traffic problems now. Yes, we love you. But you know what's amazing for us is we didn't realize how many people actually would show up. And, and we're running right now, actually in 2019, we're running 2,700 people every weekend at a brand new camp. Isn't that crazy? 2,700 people. And a 1,000 of those are new families who have never been a part of Grace. God is reaching uh, through our multi-site strategy. And we're excited about that, and that cannot happen without generous giving. So thank you. In fact, on all of our campuses, you can see that number. Again, that number is 2019. We keep growing. We're reaching uh, in 2019. What does it say on your uh, your notes? 10,600 people every weekend. Isn't that crazy? Now that now it's up to 11,500. That's how fast Grace is growing. But when you think about that number of 10,000, it's really more than that. Those are the actual attendance. Let me explain. The average person in a church in America attends twice a month. So really, we got a whole nother half that comes next weekend. We have over 20,000 people that attend Grace Family Church twice a month. That's, that's the impact that we're having in the Tampa Bay area. Is that exciting, man? With God's, I, mean, I'm, 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 I get excited about that. Uh, and that's, and, and it, God is reaching um, so many people uh, through uh, grace, and we give God uh, all the glory for that. We're excited. But you know, when I think about it, it may seem like a lot, but there's 3 million people in Tampa Bay. 20,000. How many of you know God has a big vision? And, and God's vision never stops. It can't be us four no more. We're done. we got to continue to reach out uh, to our city. We've had uh, almost 1,400 um, commitments and recommitments to Christ in 2019. 1,400 people, man, committed a life to Christ. And we know this, that that's documented. People wrote it down on one of those connect cards. We know there's another, at least that, that haven't wrote it down yet. They're afraid to give us any information. They've raised their hand, but I ain't signing anything. But we know we've had many, many people, thousands, come to Christ. And, and we're excited about what God is, is doing there. We also know this. Um, in the society and the culture we live in, I don't think we realize what it costs um, to provide the security, the traffic control, the background checks on six campuses. It costs about $202,000 a year just to provide the right security. Amen? I mean, just, it's something you have to do. Uh, the background checks, all that stuff, it costs, and, and we love doing it, but we want to provide that safe environment for you uh, and our children. Our annual Utility bill. I don't know what yours is a month or over a year, but I can tell you what ours is. Over six campuses, almost a half a million dollars a year. Yeah. Someone said, "Woo, yeah, I know. And so that's just, that's just the cost of what God is doing in, in ministry. I, I can tell you some other things 
Um, we have over 4,000 adults in our small group ministry every semester, and that's on all campuses. And what do you, why is that important? Because we know that small groups, our community, it's a place where lives are changed. It's a place where marriages are restored. It's a place where people find their true identity in Christ. It's a place where they go deeper and get their foundation in Jesus. Um, it's, it's a place where, where we find where we belong and we, we find our community. It's a place where we're not alone anymore. That's why we talk about groups all the time at Grace. We need more than the weekend. And I'm glad you're here on the weekend. But, man, groups is our discipleship tool. And, and, uh, but that requires to do groups. It requires staffing and training and coaching and marketing. There's a lot, too, just to get groups at that level. And, and I appreciate all those who, who serve uh, in that area. But it's amazing what God uh, is doing there. Then I think about just the cost of outreach. We have our global missions and our local missions. Just for a moment, on our local mission side, we support many local missions organizations. But the two big ones are our Ybor City campus and our Dream Center. Seven years ago, right around that, I just sensed God saying, you know what, we need to go into an under-resourced area and bring the hope of Jesus Christ. And, and we started that seven years ago in an old boys and girls club. It was dilapidated. It wasn't even, uh, it, was, it was not even, uh, uh, you couldn't even hold anything in there. It, was, it needed a lot of work. And, uh, and we felt that call to rebuild the boys and girls club in Ybor City, we spent in the last seven years over $2 million just on the facility to get it up and running so we can provide what we do with our church and with our Dream Center. And many of you have heard of our Dream Center, which is basically an after-school program, mentoring program uh, for kids from five uh, uh, through high school. And, and the kids come there after school, and it's staffed uh, by uh, paid staff, but also with volunteers. And we just want to help kids, first of all, graduate, amen? And, and then give them hope in Jesus Christ and the mentoring. And, and we love it. We have some amazing kids at the Dream Center. There's 140 of them that we mentor every week. And then we have a basketball program. In fact, if you're looking for a place, they go, you know what, from 4 to 7, I kind of have some time there. If you could commit one day a week, you can talk to the executive director, Chris Davis. I like to, I just like to mentor and help. We can help train you and coach you. But, man, there's a, a big need to continue to reach that community. And, and, and they're a real light in the neighborhood. And also our Ebor campus, man. I mean, it's, it's, they're killing it over there with, with Pastor Dwayne. And Pastor Ralph was there for years and years. But, man, God is doing a work in Ebor. And that church is a, is a lighthouse uh, in that community. And some great things are, are happening. But that, that outreach and that church alone staffing because how many of you know that, 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 that even in that setting there's not a lot of reciprocation there's just there's not going to be in a sense of what financially can be returned to what we're doing um, we have we have about a five hundred and eighty four thousand dollars a year is what we pour in to that area and you know what we don't regret one bit of it because God's doing a great work amen and when I say we we are doing that that's where the money is going so you would understand that. Um, I can tell you more, and I don't have time to tell you more, but, but I will say this. People ask all the time when we're in our finance series, you know, Craig, uh, what, because what, a lot, listen, I know this, people do give to a lot of different causes, and, 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 I, and I get that, but I, I can tell you the greatest cause 
the core of all great causes we should give to should be the local church. The local church is the hope of the world. People say, where, where should I give? And I always answer it this way. We should give where we are spiritually fed, where our children are taught, where we are cared for, where our lives are transformed, where we find community, where outreach is happening every day in our city and around the world. I mean, the first place, and I think there could be other places that we give, but the first place, our first priority should be what I just said, where we are cared for. In fact, the, the thing I'd like to share is this. I, I believe that Grace Family Church, we serve good food. We provide a great value. We believe that. I'm bragging on it. I do. I believe our church does that. Come on, anybody believe that? From the, from the music to the message, hopefully the message, to what we do with the children and the youth, we know we're meeting a need. We know we're providing a, a great value. And that's why I can boldly say we believe that, that the first part should go to the local church. And, and I'll say this, and this is the part that might be hard because I'm going to give you an illustration. Tell the person next to you, it's going to be hard. Just tell them, every campus. Okay, but I, I, I want to explain it this way. Sometimes a picture is worth a thousand words. It would be like you going into a restaurant with your family and you enjoy this incredible meal and they do incredible things with your kids and it's an incredible environment and you just have a great experience and then they bring you the bill and you just, you walk out and you don't pay your bill. That's... That's kind of what it's like sometimes when people underestimate what it takes and, and what their part uh, might be uh, in that. See, the greatest investments are those that matter for eternity. And again, there's a lot of great causes in the world. There's a lot of things we can give towards, and I do, but I prioritize the greatest causes, those things that impact eternity. And let us remind you, all of us of this, that people committing their lives to Jesus Christ and finding salvation, which is eternal with God forever and ever. Man, that's a great cause, amen? And it happens all the time at Grace Family. Children discovering at an early age that God loves them and he wants to be their best friend forever, that God provides that foundation in their life. I tell you what, that's a, that's a legacy. That's something that will never return void. That's eternal. Marriages through Jesus Christ that are restored and healed and where Jesus becomes a priority. And all of a sudden in that family tree, their children and their children and their children, there's this tree of righteousness that is developed through that one decision. Listen, that's an eternal thing. That's what I see. I'll repeat this, the local church is the core of all causes and I believe the greatest cause I believe the local church is the hope of the world. I believe that. Paul talks about giving to the Corinthian church in 2 Corinthians, and he says this, and this is a promise for the giver. It says this, yes, you will be enriched in every way so you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God so two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers and at Grace Family Church will be met. And they will joyfully express their thanks to God. 
as a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. Isn't it interesting that the proof of obedience is tied to giving? And then David, King David, one of my favorite characters in the Old Testament, God said, you're not going to build the temple, but you're going to raise the money for it. And David uh, raised money for the temple. It was the largest offering ever recorded in the Bible. And I love David's attitude, and this is my prayer that we would have this attitude when it comes to giving. Not, oh my, here comes the finance series again. I wish Craig would get this over. And by the way, all your friends have been slipping out the last four weeks. You can invite them back now, okay? Tell them to come on back home. Through our four-week series, our crowds do get thinner. I just, they do. They do. People just, oh, I don't know if I want to. But here's the attitude that David had. He said, yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours. O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honor come from you alone. For you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand. And at your discretion, people are made great and given strength. Oh, Lord God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you, and we give you only what you first gave us. What a great attitude, right? Come on, that's a great attitude he has. That's my prayer for many of us. We'd have that kind of attitude. I'd like to pray for you. Everyone bow your heads on every campus just for a moment. Thank God it's over, yes. But no, I want to pray for you, seriously. Father, I pray. Uh, Lord, I, more than anything, I pray, God, that people would prioritize and put you first in their lives. God, they've heard the vision. They've heard who we are as a church. God, I pray for those who call grace their home. God, that you would speak to their hearts. And maybe it has not been a priority that you would help them to reprioritize their budget, Lord, to begin to put you first in this area. God, I pray for those who have struggled with fear, fear of not enough. God, that they would put faith in you and trust you with their finances. God, I, I just pray, God, for those who just, uh, Lord, they, they know what they need to do. And I just pray, God, give them the faith to take that first step. God, we thank you. We recognize, God, it's not us it's what you're doing in us and through us so Lord I just pray for Grace Family Church I pray for every person that calls Grace Family their home God that you would speak to every heart God what their part is God we only can do what our part is show them what that might be God those who have never been involved never taken a step never invested into the ministry here at Grace God, I pray that this would be a day that they make that decision. God, I pray for even a bigger decision. Maybe there are some under the sound of my voice on every campus that, God, you've been talking to them. You've been putting signs in their life, people in their life. Even during the worship time, they sensed you, Lord, knocking on the door of their heart. They've never really surrendered to you, Jesus. 
They've never said, Jesus, I want to follow you. I want you to be my Lord, my boss, my Savior. I'm tired of living life my way. I want to go your way from now on. God, I pray for that person that they would open that door. You knock on that door. They'd open their door of their hearts. They'd let you in, Jesus, that you would save them and forgive them and give them a brand new life. God, I pray that today they'd make that decision. Today's a day of salvation. Not next week, but today. And God, when they make that decision, they let someone know, a friend, a pastor. Let them know, Lord. Let them know. In Jesus' name, amen.